I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's go, Giants fans, Giants Nation. It is G-Wiz. No, it's not. It's New York Training Camp Live. Your exclusive Odyssey home for New York Giants training camp coverage. G-Wiz is your exclusive Odyssey app weekly New York Giants podcast, which I also host. Doing a little bit of a video element here, giving this a trial run here on this episode on Friday, August 13th. Like Friday the 13th. Spooky, hopefully not a much scarier day today than this Giants upcoming season. I am Sean Morris, your host here on New York Training Camp Live. At Mraz CBS, where you can follow me on Twitter, M-R-A-Z. CBS, I am fresh off the Boomerang Geo boat party this morning. Another fabulous event thrown by WFAN and, of course, our parent company, Odyssey. Mere stones throw away from where we do our New York Training Camp live studios here in Bayshore, Long Island. So that was a fun trip. Good time out there. Hang with the crew. But forget getting on the boats in the on the Connecticut River. We got Giants Training Camp to talk. And a very exciting day. A very exciting weekend. Look, we may not get Daniel Jones. We'll get to that in a second. We may not get Saquon Barkley. We'll get to that. Kenny Galladay, right. It may not be what we expect to see in about four weeks from now versus the Denver Broncos. But nonetheless, that NY on the helmet, those blue jerseys, we see the New York Giants uniforms, at least, at the very least, play some football tomorrow night, Saturday night, versus the New York Jets. The only Saturday preseason game of the slate, because remember, they're playing three. You have three preseason games this year instead of four with the expanded regular season. And as part of that, the Giants actually go basically to a Sunday schedule after this. They will play the Cleveland Browns on Sunday afternoon next week in week two of the preseason. Then a Sunday early evening contest to close the preseason versus New England Patriots week three. So the real question is going to be, and then of course the bye week heading into Labor Day weekend instead of that normal Thursday night affair on Labor Day weekend Heading into Labor Day weekend, they will have off before we get set for the Denver Broncos on opening day. So how will the New York Giants approach a three-week preseason? Remember, this is the first time we are going to see Joe Judge run through a preseason as a head coach. Last year, due to COVID, there were no preseason games at all, which means actually this game versus the Jets is the first time in two years we've gotten to see preseason football. Now, I know preseason football is not for everybody. And last night, as I'm watching the Yankees run through the cornfields and break our hearts, if you're a Yankee fan, once again, it was nice to flip over to the NFL Network and get a little bit of the feel of the action. Mac Jones playing quarterback with the New England Patriots. Here's the way I try to approach preseason. I 
I look at preseason and I ask anybody who says, ah, I hate preseason football, I will ask you this. All right, you like regular season football. You like playoff football. You should. You like college football? Great. I'm even a spring football guy. But do you like reality television? Do you like a, a real housewives in New Jersey? If I you know, dare share a, a show I seem to like. Do you like a Big Brother? You like Survivor? Woohoo! Put the torch out. If you're a reality TV fan, I look at the preseason as reality TV meets football. I am watching guys fight to earn spots on rosters, to earn climbing the depth chart, to get fan support behind them, all while the tackling, the hitting, and keeping score happens. So if you can look at it through the prism in which I look at it, it seems to help me and sell me and get me way more jazzed up to watch the next three weeks of New York Giants football in the preseason. Now, Joe Judge not having coached in the preseason yet, we didn't know how he would handle it. Now you throw in the fact that we are so used for our, our whole lives of having the four preseason games and nobody plays game four. You get some of the starters early game one, get them out. Week two, a little more, you, a slow buildup, right? Week three used to be back in the day, Jim Fossil coached the team early Coppum days. You would play deep into the third quarter as a starter. Now you're lucky with most teams if you get a half. And then, of course, the fourth preseason game. Hey, if you're still available on that roster, you're playing for last cut, you're going to play most of that game. So Joe Judge has revealed this plan. And if you planned on basically sitting your ass on a bar stool on the couch, maybe you have the TV outside like many of us do, is the backyard element is boomed in the suburbs during COVID for sure, you're not, not going to get Daniel Jones. And that's all right. You're not, 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 not going to get Saquon Barkley. Again, that's all right. Of course, we knew Kenny Galladay was banged up. You probably weren't going to get him either. And for the most part, any big-time valuable starters to this team, you probably won't play. Now, full disclosure, I don't know about the defense. Maybe you get a series or two out of the defense. And by the time you're listening to this or watching this, if it's archived, maybe we already know that for sure. I mean, it would be nice to see a Leonard Williams. It would be nice to see a Logan Ryan, but not necessary. And I know that this is the first preseason game where the Giants and Jets are notorious for playing the third preseason games. And notorious might be the wrong word to use there. But nonetheless, the Giants and Jets usually play that third preseason game. They played the first one when MetLife first opened. That was the infamous Eli bleeding on his head game. Mark Sanchez going out there. He, he gets crushed. Victor Cruz puts on a show. But you go down the long line of Giants-Jets preseason games. And I can't tell you over all my years who won these games, who lost these games. I know I watched every second of them like I do every preseason game. Again, if you're just tuning in, New York Training Camp Live, this is your host, Sean Morash at Moraz CBS. What I come away from every one of these giant jet games is remembering distinct, serious, team-crippling injuries. I mean, I could go down the list. Jason Seorn on the kick or punt return. Ruined him for a season and a half. OCU Minora, 2008 Giants-Jets. Niter, lost for the year. People forget that. People remember the 2008 Giants, and they remember them rolling through the regular season and saying, well, Plaxico didn't shoot himself in the leg Thanksgiving week, and that team was going to the Super Bowl. And my counter-argument to that is that's a very lazy narrative because people forget on top of the offense really slowing down with Dominic Hickson as the number one X receiver in Plaxico's place, that pass rush of Matthias Kiwanuka and Justin Tuck had worn down. A year earlier, you're talking about OCU Manure and Strahan being there en route to a Super Bowl. You had neither because of Strahan's retirement and OC hurting that knee versus the Jets. 
and the whole pass rush depth had been worn down, and that pass rush was worn out by the end of 2008. But Osiyu another one. Coming off of a career year where we thought, wow, maybe we have an unbelievable ball-hawking safety, Stevie Brown goes down. I believe it was an ACL tear versus the New York Jets. In this long road of trying to solve the offensive line, I mean, this is how long it's been. One of those pieces that was supposed to help solve the offensive line has been retired for years now. That's how long the offensive line struggled. Jeff Schwartz. Jeff Schwartz gets hurt. Toe injury versus the Jets. Carted off. Didn't see him for weeks. It was never quite the same player, frankly, ever again in his career. and never lived up to what the Giants expected when they brought him in as a hoping to be part of a solution. And I know, I know, no, 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 I am forgetting somebody else, probably multiple players that would fall into this category. But those are the four that always stick out to me when I think back. Jeff Schwartz, Stevie Brown, OCU Minora, Jason Seahorn. So the point is, long story longer, I'm all right without seeing any of the big names versus the New York Jets. Maybe it's a little hypocritical because I don't necessarily believe in curses and I know things are a little different the longer you play in a third preseason game. Injuries can happen, that sort. But, hey, if we're not going to get any starters hurt, to me that is the most important thing to come out of this game versus the New York Jets. Now, that doesn't mean I want to be one of these teams that completely shuts down the starters for the preseason because I do think there's something to getting a little bit of a rhythm going or at least getting a feel versus other teams. And I know they're going to have the joint practices with the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. I know that. And I know that they'll be able to, you know, test those defensive backs and whatnot. And I'm talking about mainly the offense. And maybe the defensive line gets going for some other offensive linemen. But I think the worst thing you could do is not play starters at all in the preseason. And basically have their only reps be up against their own guys. Because let's say, for instance, the Giants' offensive line, which we can get to, still stinks. Well, the D-line has only worked all summer versus a garbage O-line. No, you'd like to see them get some work when they can versus just other bodies. And, And honestly... When you go up against the same guys and practice every single day, what happens, right? You you get used to the tendencies of them, and you, you know, you're jumping it. You always have an advantage as a defense, especially in that situation. So offensively, yeah, let's see Daniel Jones and some of these starters on offense. Sterling Shepard get out there. Darius Slayton get out there. If, if they wrap Kenny Galladay in bubble wrap until opening day, all right, I understand live with it. If they wrap Saquon Barkley with bubble wrap until opening day, I understand it, live with it. Although I would say that for Saquon Barkley, you forget, you know, the human element of this. I don't know Saquon on a personal level, but there might be a little bit of that mental aspect with Saquon where you really want the first hit and the first cut he makes in game action to be in a situation where it counts. Maybe he doesn't trust himself. I'm sure he'll be a pro about it, but just something to think about when he's not playing a preseason. But playing, not playing this game versus the Jets, that's fine with me. So Jordan Renan had obviously the tweet officially. If you listen to Gee whiz, if you listen to me host on WFAN last Sunday, Paul Schwartz told us Daniel Jones will not play versus the New York Jets. And that's all right. We're going to get a lot of Michael Lennon in this game, some Clayton Thorson, I'm sure. And that's all right. But again, starters stay healthy. That's kind of the way you want to lean. So the other part of this Renan tweet is that the third preseason game, the finale with the New England Patriots. In past years, the New England Patriots has often been that finale game number four where you see absolutely no starters. That is a shutdown situation unless you're on the bubble trying to make the team. Now that's the third preseason game. While it is also the final preseason game, due to the fact that you have the bye week in the preseason and then the regular season starts, 
The anticipation is that Joe Judge will treat week three in the preseason how it's always been treated and that that is going to be the dress rehearsal for the starters. So no versus the Jets on the main starters here. Probably some versus the Browns, maybe a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, but I guess we'll get to that next week. And then versus the New England Patriots, you will see a little bit more of that extended action. And again, a health and practices and how guys hold up in the joint practices versus the Browns and Patriots will dictate. So that brings us to the five guys, five situations that you should be watching for. I just told you that this was great reality TV, and that it is. Don't think of this as. Uh, I'm sitting down to watch the Giants. I'm grilling a hot dog. I got a couple beers. I got a couple buddies going over. It's Giants, Jets. Let's have some fun. Oh, it's Mike Glennon. What are we doing getting into this game? No, no, no. You got to look at this and view this from the prism of, yeah, this is your team. This is the building block foundation parts of this team. Go out there and treat it and find your guys on the bubble you're rooting for. Maybe guys you don't want to make it and invest that way, almost like it's Survivor and Big Brother. Guys getting voted off the island. That situation. So, what we need to watch for in this giant jet game, knowing who will play. Five, four, three, two, one. How about we count it down that way? Number five, I'm pretty into the offensive line situation for the Giants, and how could you not? I don't know that you get any real answers about whether the offensive line is going to be any good, bad, indifferent in preseason overall. I'm sure if they go up against Miles Garrett, if they go up against the New England Patriots and the first team O-line's getting their tails kicked, it's going to cause up outrage and uproars from the fan base. That's understandable. But the secondary guys in the O-line that are going to cause the depth. Look, we can make all the jokes we want about Sonny Joe Looney and having him retire. We can make all the jokes we want about Zach Fulton hanging it up. Make all the jokes in the world about Nate Solder getting banged up in practice the other day. The fact remains, guys expecting the five starters on the Giants offensive line, all of which young, to play all 17 games now of a regular season, that's asking a lot. And there's going to be a time, a point in time, where, let's face it, some of these depth guys are going to have to play, which is why Joe Looney had excited me and I was discouraged when he retired, which is why when they signed Zach Fulton and everybody said, ooh, okay, is he going to start? He's not that great a starter. I was fine with signing Zach Fulton because I thought he was perfect for that role being that extra body and being that extra guard. The truth is with Zach Fulton, he seemingly was lagging behind Kenny Wiggins, who the Giants had signed last year, picked up off waivers, played a little bit, played sparingly, and Kenny Wiggins is getting a lot of run at guard. They also have a young guy by the name of Kyle Murphy, who's worked some at center, some at guard, and obviously Slade, who's played a lot of tackle in that role, can play a little guard, play all over the place, a very, very poor man's David Deal. I want to watch these guys play. And they might be not going against elite pass rushers of the New York Jets by any means. I mean, the Jets would need first-team elite pass rushers before we worry about their second-team elite pass rushers. And that's not meant to troll the Jets to take a shot. It's just saying the truth. Nonetheless, you guys who all kicked and screamed and yelled when the Giants didn't address the offensive line in the draft, these guys I'm talking about playing versus the Jets on Saturday night are the reason why. So let's see how they hold up. You don't take a guy in the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round on the offensive line if he's not the best player available just because you need more offensive linemen. You count on developing guys. Nick Gates was in this kind of role two years ago. Now he's the giant starting center. What will these guys bring to the table as reserve guards, center, whatever they could do versus the Jets? Kyle Murphy, Kenny Wiggins, Chad Slade. Let's see what they have. 
That has got to be, for me, my number five thing I am looking to watch in this giant jet game from a Giants perspective. Again, if you're just tuning in now, you're seeing this lovely bald face with a beard with still my Lake House wristband fresh off my trip to the Boomer and Geo Bowl Party on WFAN. We are New York Training cl- Camp Live. Training Clamp Live would be weird. Training Camp Live every Monday and Friday, 2.30 to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Odyssey app. Previewing the Giants and Jets. Sean Morris, your host here again at Moraz CBS, where you can find me on Twitter. My number four thing to watch, Giants-Jets, Mike freaking Glennon. When the Giants signed Mike Glennon, I had to laugh because on my normal Monday through Friday radio routine on the DA show on CBS Sports Radio, Damon Mendelara and myself have had this running bit about, about Mike Glennon. I have always thought Mike Glennon stunk when he came into the NFL. DA had higher, DA had higher hopes for what he would develop. And then we see him get bounced around from organization to organization. He started plenty of games in the NFL and just could never find the rhythm. And I always hey, told you, Glennon stinks. Glennon stinks. Well, here's the truth. I'm coming here hat in hand begging for forgiveness to Mike Glennon. The Giants were able to go up to Seattle and win a game last year in which Colt McCoy started a quarterback. One of the most, probably the most remarkable win in the last four years for the Giants. I mean, it hasn't been many wins to begin with, so remarkable finding them after the fact with Colt McCoy. And you soon learned in the time that Colt McCoy had to play after that Cleveland Brown game, namely very difficult to move the ball in 2021. Now, Jason Garrett wasn't allowed to test much, but that was a tough offense to watch. Fun when the offensive line opened up holes for Wayne Gollum in the run through, but that was a tough offense to watch. You knew you weren't going to get a lot of down the field plays. Stacking the box was going to happen. And the truth is Daniel Jones with his legs, We were so blessed, so blessed with having Eli Manning start every game. And I think when when Eli Manning has his naysayers and people mock him and go down the line of anything negative anybody's had to say about Eli Manning, the one thing you can never say is that holding against him is Iron Man situation. The fact you could count on him every single game was remarkable. And we really took it for granted and really felt it last year when Jones got hurt and the Giants had to turn to Colt McCoy. So before anybody says, well, they beat Seattle and McCoy. Yeah, they beat him because the defense was unbelievable and the run game was there. And that really was the perfect storm situation. And they took advantage. Truth is, if Daniel Jones gets hurt again, and look, when you run as much as him, you're going to open yourself up to more hits, more leg pulls, anything like that. And that is so much a part of Jones's game. I told him not to do it because the Giants offense is better when he does, when he does take off and play a lot of the read option and everything that goes with it. You hope he plays 17 games. You want him to play 17 games, but you can't count on him playing 17 games. Now, forget about it. If Daniel Jones had a season-ending injury and they had to count on Mike Glennon for the whole year, I mean, get the shovel out, bury it. Let's worry about the draft. But for a game, two games, three games, if this team is in a playoff race and they need to figure out a way to you know, make some plays in a game that they might be trailing by a touchdown, Colt McCoy was not going to be able to do that. So can Mike Glennon provide any of that? He better, he better be an upgrade. So we don't get Jones, but for me, who's somebody who's been a Daniel Jones, somebody discredits Daniel Jones, let's go. Let's see what Mike Glennon has versus the New York Jets on Saturday night. All right, my number three thing to watch. If you are a New York Giants fan invested in this preseason game, number one with the New York Jets. How about Rodarius Williams? Late, late draft pick for the Giants. Cornerback room jam. Packed. When you consider the fact that you have a Dory Jackson, 
when you consider the fact that you have James Bradbury. Aaron Robinson, we still haven't getting on the field, but you know what? Third-round pick traded up for him, still working his way back. That's a guy who's going to be on the team. Obviously, Darnay Holmes, a guy we love, guy who's going to be on the team. So where does the back end of that cornerback room happen? Again, we talk about injuries and staying healthy. Darnay Holmes, you never want to move him out of the slot. Who knows if Aaron Robinson, when he comes back, if he's strictly going to be a slot guy. You're going to need other guys on the outside. If Adoree Jackson gets hurt, if obviously James Bradbury gets hurt, could it be an Ozzie Adam like last year make the team? Sure. But Rodarius Williams, brother of Greedy Williams, brother, like I'm talking here in my cousin Vinny. He's his brother, all right? It's his brother. It's Greedy Williams' brother. We got him. That's what somebody's going to be saying in Section 321 on Saturday night. He, by all counts, has had an unbelievable camp. And wouldn't that be nice to be the team that finds a starting quality corner late in a draft like this with Rodarius Williams? So I'm sure you're going to see him plenty. I'm sure you're going to see him all over the field on Sunday. I can't have him get burned. How about a nice interception, a nice moment for Rodarius Williams? I'm really excited because, look, with no fans truly at training camp, and the Giants did a great job with FanFest on Wednesday night, by all accounts, at MetLife Stadium. Rodarius Williams, I think, is somebody that's going to be able to provide a little entertainment, a little excitement. I think Rodarius Williams becomes one of those guys where you get really behind and say, oh, we need to see more Rodarius. We need to see more Rodarius. And he's the kind of guy who can benefit in fan perception from a really good preseason and put himself in a spot where if you're watching him and you're watching the Giants and you see them maybe struggling pass protection, get me more Rodarius Williams. And that's a good developmental piece, somebody that you hope can stick around and somebody you absolutely root for I'm excited for Rodarius, Rodarius. All right, my number two thing to watch in this game versus the New York Jets. And there's a biggie. The wide receivers at the back end of this roster, we know four guys are making it. We know Sterling Shepard, incredible camp so far, is making it, obviously. Darius Slayton, who you basically hope becomes your Amani Toomer to Plexico Burris with Kenny Galladay. And I think he has every opportunity to as long as he's not facing those top corners. And he shouldn't. I, I, Darius Slayton's going to be on the team, and I have high hopes for him. I mentioned Kenny Galladay. You don't invest that kind of money bringing a big play receiver, and you surprise everybody to get rid of him. Obviously, that would be a joke. And it's not even worth entertaining. I don't even know why he brought that up, because somebody's rolling their eyes going, why would you even bring that up? Kenny Galladay, obviously there. One of the star receivers in this league. And you invested a first-round pick in Kadarius. Oh, we could have fun. Bro, Darius, Kadarius. Tony. Kadarius Tony will be on the team. That's four wide receivers. How many wide receivers is this team keeping? Are they keeping five? Are they keeping six? Well, you have Dante Pettis and John Ross, who everybody's been talking about, and John Ross busting his ass on special teams. A guy, a former first-round pick that understands what he needs to do to survive in the NFL. He's absolutely done that so far in camp, and we're excited to watch him. If we get to see John Ross make a play, maybe it's returning a kick, maybe it's some big play down the field, delivered by Mike Clennon. That's going to get the fans in the John Ross camp. But then you also have this David Sills army of sorts. And people love this kid, David Sills, big-bodied receiver. Uh, You know, I guess similar size and stature to what you would get with a Knicks, with a Galladay, with a Plexigo. Obviously needs to improve on several things. Maybe his route running, a little bit of his speed and everything like that. But there, there seems to be a guy by all accounts, when you throw it up to him, he catches the ball and has earned some buzz about surprising people on the roster. Maybe he's the kind of guy 
that forces the Giants to keep six receivers. Maybe he is. And maybe it's not Pettis and Ross. It's Pettis or Ross and Sills. But then you have guys like Austin Mack and C.J. Board, guys that, let's face it, played starter kind of snaps for the New York Giants at times last year when they were thinner at that position. They're very much down the depth chart and the outside looking in. And can any of those guys provide enough that where if the Giants had a numbers game, have to make a decision, maybe for once it's the Giants recouping a seventh-round pick instead of just having to cut a guy outright. Because it's the Giants oftentimes who have had to basically play that game. Do we trade a seventh to try to get this guy off somebody else's roster? Think about that. This Giant roster has gotten so deep and so talented that you're not necessarily ready for a wondering, albeit maybe a little different with the offensive linemen who might get cut to add a little depth. But the Giants aren't necessarily that team anywhere else where you're hoping to grab, you know, four or five guys like we saw in Pat Shermer's Giants off of other teams' cuts, and then we're making a second wave of cuts, and that unsettles the roster a little bit at the beginning of the year. It would be nice now that we have pieces, very deep at receiver. Can you get a seventh rounder for a Dante Pettis? Maybe end up with a seventh rounder for a Ross, dare I say, a Sills or a Mac and a board. I might be overstepping it. I may be way overvaluing those guys. But the fact of the matter is the Giants are fascinatingly deep at the back end of their wide receiver room. And I think that derby of these guys playing is, again, like I mentioned, the reason you watch preseason, yodi, 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 you're putting out their torch like Survivor. The tribe has spoken, right? Who's going to get basically voted off the island? There's only going to be one of these guys left standing, maybe two, collecting that check like it's Survivor. It's reality TV. That's what the NFL preseason is. And that back end of the wide receiver room, I, I'm excited for it. I really am. Can you stash somebody on a practice squad if they're flashing and making big plays all over the place from the Jets? I don't know. And last but not least, the thing I am looking forward to the most, Giants-Jets. Talk about starters resting. How much Aziz do we get to see? Aziz Ojulari. The Giants' second-round pick, some mock drafts thought the Giants would reach for him and pick him at 11 overall to begin with. In the first round of the of the draft, they end up getting him, you know, basically trading back in the second round and still getting the pass rusher they like the most, the fan base like the most. And although the Giants fans, I think, still have to come to grips with the fact that they're never going to see that four unbelievable pass rushers at the front of the front of the line with playing a 3-4, they still need a nasty, a nasty edge with some bend to get after the passer. And Aziz provides that. At least the raw talent would tell you that he has the ability to do that. He's 20 years old. He still has to grow into a bit of an NFL body. So I don't know how much sacks to expect this year, but I think he still has a chance to grow and grow quickly and, and make an impact. And I'm just, frankly, excited to see him on a field on Saturday night. And that's one of the Giants I am extremely, out of this whole offseason, of great free agent pickups and a great draft in my mind. Totally positive vibes coming out of this. I want to see what Aziz has cooking for the New York Giants. And I, that's obviously, to me, my number one. So, look, if you're watching this, if you're listening to it, you have the Odyssey app. This is New York Training Camp Live with your host, Sean Morris. Again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MorazCBS. Shoot me a note there. I give you my five things you're, I want to see. Give me yours. I mean, let's compare notes at CBS because Monday, when we're back on New York Training Camp Live, 
we're at least going to have live tape and live film to break down. And we can kind of go over the five things I wanted to see, maybe the five things you wanted to see. And let's review how, what we saw and what happened. Interact with the show at Miraz CBS. And if you're looking for more of me, maybe you want me to talk Giants, Jets, preseason, recap that a little. Miraz, I got to wait till Monday for New York Training Camp Live? Have no fear. Sunday, like I will be every single Sunday through the month of August, I will be live on WFAN hosting. This Sunday, August 15th, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern on WFAN in New York. That's right, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So we'll come off, obviously, more Yankee White Sox stuff. Obviously, the big weekend for the Mets. But, of course, Giants-Jets preseason. We'll break it all down Sunday evening. WFAN in New York, 6 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And if you love what you've heard here, maybe you want to hear some national sports talk, some a show and a universe that if you got involved with, you'd be like, what is going on here in the morning? The DA show, where I'm a big part of that, Monday through Friday with Damon Amendolara, Andrew Bogish, Pete the Body, all the gang. We have a great time every Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. A lot of stuff going on through the Odyssey family of sports networks. So if you've enjoyed this on New York Training Camp Live, plenty of places to catch me. And I thank you very, very much for tuning in. Again, follow me on Twitter, at MrazCBS, M-R-A-Z. CBS. Enjoy the heck at a Giants Jets. I know I will, folks. That's going to wrap it for another episode of New York Training Camp Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.